All right, ready to go on this busy news-breaking Wednesday night. I always wonder, what is it about conservatives that Democrats hate so much that they have to get them canceled, censored, and silenced? We go through conservative values all the time on this program. Is it wanting lower taxes for all Americans, and that includes Democrats. Is it the fact that we want a limited federal government and we want more individual liberty for people? Is it that we want equal justice? What is so wrong about these things? We believe that wealth is good and everyone in this country should have an opportunity to be wealthy. Is that is that Does that sound like an issue? Uh, we want equal opportunity. We want consumer choice health care as opposed to socialized health care. We believe that competition is good. We believe in the free market economy of capitalism. We want our military to be very, very strong to the point that no other country is going to try, dare, mess with us. We believe that businesses create jobs. We believe that there is the right to free speech granted to us by the First Amendment and that that should always be supported. Freedom, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and we have a fundamental belief that this country, the one that we live in, America, is the best country in the world. So if those beliefs are so wrong then what are the Democrats' beliefs that are so much better? Do they believe that America's the worst, most awful, most full of bigotry and hatred and rage? Is that what they believe this country to be? Do they have better ideas on how to improve it? Because I don't believe that they do. But I've never seen conservatives, though, call for Democrats to be silenced in the way now that Democrats are doing to Republicans and conservatives. It's truly disgusting. They don't believe in the Constitution. Now, we've known that for a long time. Just look at the policies that they try to pass. Look at how they conducted elections. Did they go through the state legislatures? No. Does the Constitution say that state legislatures have the right to conduct and hold and basically make the rules for federal elections? Yes, but they don't care about that. Do they care that we have such a incredibly biased mainstream media that is in their back pocket that will never hold them accountable whatsoever? Of course not. They are so, and this is what I believe it is. I believe that Democrats now are so uncomfortable with what they believe because they are starting to finally realize, and I think it's their supporters who are going to see this at some point in time, that everything that they push forward and advocate for and want to be passed when it comes to policies is all a complete lie. Every last bit of it. You know, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich had a really interesting tweet today. He says, in 2023, when Republicans have a House majority, I want to stop there a second, because 
it seems to me as the, and and I really admire uh, Newt Gingrich, but I would not don't not you do don't get ahead of yourself right now. Don't get overconfident about Republicans regaining the House in uh, 2023. Obviously, in 2022, and then the Congress will begin uh, in 2023. I listen. We we are on defense right now. We have a battle to win before and uh, and as it goes as the years go by as this year goes by and we enter next year we have a lot of battles that we have to win we can't let up we can't stop because again remember if the democrats are successful with everything that they're trying to push through and a lot of it has come so far from and a lot of it all of it has come so far through executive order I mean, they're, they're not even, the Biden administration isn't even working with their own house and they control it. They're not even working with their own Senate and they control that. They don't, is it just Biden gets on television and whole and signs an executive order? Oh, well, here's something that we've done good today. Says maybe two to three sentences about it. Doesn't take a question from any reporters and if he does then it's the biggest softball question you've ever seen in your life and then he goes back to whatever it is that he's doing throughout the day i mean we never see joe biden in a way that we saw donald trump in comparison every single day i the the media and on a few days where he wasn't talking to them they were, oh, well, oh, we haven't seen the president. Who knows what's going on? But I don't see those same questions coming from the same White House press pool when it comes to Joe Biden. I think that they want to see him less because they know every time that he's in front of the national television audience, he has the ability to make a gaffe. Uh, he does it every time. And Democrats, now, what's their argument when it comes to when uh, conservatives bring up the fact that Biden is a gaffe machine. Well, they, oh, and, and Donald Trump can speak better? Yes. I mean, just about everyone in this country can speak better than Joe Unity Biden can. I'm sick of hearing the stutters. I'm sick of hearing the, uh, 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 he, well, he misspoke. No, he didn't misspeak. This guy is the president of the United States. He's got to do better. He has to be able to talk to not only Americans, but to the entire world. Isn't he supposed to inspire and be a protecting force and make people want to be the best that they possibly can be? I don't see it from Joe Biden. And again, we very rarely ever see him. Now, um, so uh, uh, to follow up on Gingrich's tweet, we have got to defeat it. We all have to be totally against Joe Biden. Oh, well, well, that doesn't sound like you want to work with him because I don't. And why can't you say that? Why can't you say, well, why don't you give him a chance? Why don't you try to find common ground? Because there's none. Democrats have nothing in common with Republicans at this point in time. We believe in free speech. They don't. We believe in a border. Think about this one, right? We believe in a border wall because we want our country to remain a sovereign nation. Well, Biden has, has halted that totally. Anyone and everyone, come on in because we want your vote. That's what it's all about. 
Every single thing that they pass is because they want more votes. They don't care about dangerous situations and dangerous illegal aliens flooding the country. Who knows if they have COVID, right? Uh, Biden could care less about that as long as they vote. As long as they vote for Democrats, they're fine. I, I, Donald Trump, I, think about the Capitol, right? How did they protect the Capitol? Oh, that's right. There was a wall. There's a wall right now being built around it. How about Nancy Pelosi's house? How is it so secure? Oh, that's right. Because she has a wall around it. But then the Democrats get on TV all throughout 2018, 2019, take your pick. Oh, the president is manufacturing a crisis. And the media who carry the water for the Democrats, where it, it's literally repeating what Pelosi and Schumer and every single Democrat were saying. I mean, I've never seen a party where the freedom and the the free flowing of ideas and and different ideas and, and and different things that people have to say you know it's it's non-existent you look at what the democrats say and you know you can turn on cnn or msdnc and you will hear i guarantee you'll hear 50 times throughout the day donald trump incited an insurrection he incited an insurrection incited by, by all different media figures and then democrats who go on there as well I, they they don't have an original thought in their minds they they, they couldn't find one if they were asked to I, they 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 get their orders from whether it be Pelosi or Schumer or maybe even AOC at this point in time, seems to me like the Democrat Party is terrified of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And I don't know why she was proven to be a complete and utter liar today. But oh my goodness, if anyone gets a free pass in the media, it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Here she is out spewing that they were that the rioters, right, were coming into her office and saying, Where is she? Where is she? Oh, well, it turned out that none of that ever happened. And she is just blatantly lying to the American people. Here's the worst part about it, though. You're going to have very staunch Democrats. You can't change their mind if you argue facts and reasons with them. They say you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist, you're homophobic, Islamophobic. Anything that they can throw at you because they can't argue logic, reason, and common sense. They can't do it because then they find out, whoa, maybe everything I'm being told is a lie. Maybe it's all about groupthink. And that's what the Democrat Party really well and truly is. So I promise I'll finish the Newt Gingrich tweet at some point here because it sort of lays the foundation for what I want to discuss today. That it starts with Biden at the top and goes all the way down through the Democrat ranks. So we'll go through um, all the different ones of them today. I think today the news that we've seen come out of today is it, this is a very good opportunity to, you, know, you want to call it like a pyramid scheme or as you go with a flow chart, it doesn't matter. I want to get the message across. So Gingrich saying that 2023, when Republicans have a majority, they should remember this week and make all committee assignments, including Democrats basically saying that 
if Republicans have a majority, they choose what's going to happen. They choose what Democrats have to do as well, who sit on the different committees. Democrats this week, he says, are setting a terrible precedent. Now, it's so interesting that uh, Gingrich tweets that because in Washington, D.C., and in politics, think about how quick that things change. It wasn't four years ago. And what was happening in the House? Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, and Republicans had complete control. In the Senate, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell was being sworn in, as was the rest of the Senate, and it was Republicans who had full, complete control of Congress, as well as the executive branch being occupied by Donald J. Trump. So four years ago, Republicans had the entire majority in the country. Now, Paul Ryan has revealed himself to be a rhino. I pray that Kevin McCarthy is not the exact same way. Anytime you hear a Republican from California, immediately I have my doubts because I don't think that California is ever going to get back to the state that was governed by Ronald Reagan. I, I don't believe it. I think they've gone way too far left and they're not coming back. I mean, that is a socialist hellhole over there. Kevin McCarthy, if you're the Republican leader and you're from California, I'm sorry, pal, but I've already got my doubts about you. Now, he was very strong today and got pushback from Nancy Pelosi, but you have got to be strong. This is a fight. This is a dog fight. You know, you hear Democrats saying, you got to, we're, we're going to fight. And we're and, and everyone's saying it, you know, Maxine Waters and Schumer and Pelosi saying you got to be able to throw a punch, right? I don't know what's with the Democrats always advocating for violence. Eric Holder, well, they go, they go low. Well, we kick them. Oh, nicer. Hillary Clinton. Well, you know, you can't be civil with people like that. Oh, the, the irredeemable people. The people that can be put in a basket of deplorables. And then they say that it's Trump who incited an insurrection. When now we know from the FBI and surveillance footage that, oh, there was pipe bombs put there on January 5th. Well, what was the, what was the speech that the president gave on January 5th that incited that? Yeah, they have no answers for that. So if they're going to go down this road, and, and this is sort of a plays into what Gingrich is talking about, they're going to go down this path. Well, they got to look at Maxine Waters and Schumer and Pelosi and Harris and all the other Democrats who think they're so tough. Joe Biden saying he wants to beat the hell out of Trump behind the gym. Then they have to look at him too. If the president's rhetoric from January 6th was impeachable, you better believe that Joe Biden's rhetoric is impeachable. But of course, they won't look at that. And that's the Democrat Party for you. They politicize, they polarize, they divide. That's all that they do. Now, with Gingrich saying Democrats this week are setting a terrible precedent, why don't we just take a look at what they're doing right from the very top? Joe Unity Biden and his 42 executive orders. Now, in the human events, and this is a publication that was, it's a conservative publication, it was one of the favorite magazines of Ronald Reagan. David Creighton writes in it, and uh, his uh, Twitter box biography, I'll get to you here, Ottawa, 
bureau chief, Ottawa and Canada, and correspondent for the Daily Caller, human events columnist, and that's where we get this piece today. In human events, Joe Biden, the title of his uh, uh, article, Joe Biden thinks he's tackling climate change, but what he's really doing is sacking the U.S. economy. He writes, quote, you would think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had ran for president and won the November election. President Biden's administration is systemically and swiftly implementing AOC's radical policies and none with such a sledgehammer approach is tackling climate change. The young congresswoman admitted as much when she tweeted on January 27th, quote, it's almost as if we helped shape the platform. She was responding to a news report, I believe it's NBC News, Jeff Bennett, saying it's, it's striking how much of Biden's climate executive orders reflect major elements of the Green New Deal. Tackling climate change with with uh, while addressing economic and racial injustice without actually being the Green New Deal, some political sleight of hand. And then AOC bragging. Well, it's almost as if we helped shape the platform. So Creighton argues, is the darling of the latte left being a little coy in her assessment? Well, surely President Biden has been more than inspired by the acolytes of the Green New Deal. He has been overpowered by them and they will never retrocede that control now biden didn't specifically campaign on the green new deal well he actually said quote my plan goes further than the green new deal he knew it was not only monstrosity cost prohibitive but amounting to a 93 trillion dollar price tag it's also a ludicrous vision for the future even if one just entertains the notion of eliminating air travel over the next decade. But now, President Biden has nevertheless put the U.S. on that path, putting climate change at the center of all domestic and foreign policy decisions. By doing so, Biden is putting the U.S. on the road to economic destruction with a plan that will have virtually, listen to this, no effect. Even John Kerry, we reduce our carbon emissions to zero, no effect. Even if you believe greenhouse gas emissions are directly responsible for the manufactured crisis. The economic impact of the new administration's climate first policy seems to be a complete afterthought. Speaking from his newly inaugurated seat as climate czar, also known as U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate. A John Kerry, John Dead Kerry, if you ever look at him, he looks like he died 10 years ago. Kerry suggested as much when he said all this talk of job loss was just, was just meaningless blather. Last Tuesday at a press conference that preceded a fresh round of climate-related executive orders, again, 42 passed at this point, Kerry was asked what his message was to workers in the industries jeopardized by the administration's climate agenda. Unfortunately, workers have been fed a false narrative. No surprise, over the last few years, they've been fed the notion that somehow dealing with climate is coming at their expense. No, it's not, he says. Well, Kerry's comments were hideously 
malign and yet at the same time quite emblematic of the climate change scam that's in the making and remember Kerry was saying that uh it, uh or excuse me it was a buddha judge that was saying well there's they're gonna get these workers you know if we go through with this climate change initiative that biden's all in about oh they're they're gonna get higher they're gonna get better jobs in the same union oh well just take away the keystone xl eleven thousand american jobs what are they supposed to do now john Kerry's green job boom that he's been going on about is fiction but like the math of the ever-growing climate change that's inspiring washington policy right now it's a fiction that's far more convenient than the reality and hardship facing jobless americans in the energy sector now listen to some of the stats here president biden's vision to lead a clean new energy revolution that will free the united states from the pollution of carbon dioxide by 2035 and have net zero emissions by 2050 you know this is the president himself will not be likely around to see if the u.s achieves either target even if his insane plan survives successive administrations instead he sits in his chair like an old man reading and speaking from his notes on his desk looking like he is under house arrest still he is governing or at least appearing to do so by executive order and the sheer mass of that of those dictates is not just staggering but terrifying uh he says the biden administration is just plain lying about the economic opportunities embedded in green energy and its decision to tackle climate change is a blatant attempt to appease the left-wing democrats who see biden as their puppet says in the process as he's doing with so many of these executive orders president biden is destroying the american economy and naively trusting listen to this right trusting that brutal dictatorships like china will surrender before a fetish like a bourgeoisie fetish excuse me like a greenhouse gas reduction target so much will be lost for nothing except america's further pro uh protest prostration excuse me to china also you know bowing down to china yeah, i'm not good with my words sometimes now so there's the top of the administration go down a peg and we find ourselves at john dead carry who we just brought up uh creighton our uh creighton's article there this came out today in fox news john then just listen to the headline right john carry took a private jet to iceland for an environmental award and said that only it's the only choice the private jet for somebody like me oh okay because you are the most important person in the united states right president biden's recently appointed climate czar john Kerry, private jet to iceland 2019 to receive the arctic circle award for climate leadership now he was he was, was defending um his uh decision to take this private jet by saying it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle <laughs> now think about that 
traveling the world to win the battle well in a time where everything is virtual right i mean we had a virtual dnc convention we had a virtual rnc convention in a virtual world the only choice for someone like him is to fly in a private jet Kerry received the award, which took the form of an iceberg sculpture for being a consistent voice pressuring the American authorities to commit to tackle environmental matters. Now, this Icelandic report, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name, confronted Kerry and said, I understand that you came here with a private jet. Is that an environmental way to travel? Well, if you offset your carbon, he says, it's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. He says, I negotiated the Paris Accords for the United States. I've been involved with this fight for years. I've negotiated with President Xi in China to bring to the table so we could get Paris. And I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere, I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly, meet with people and get things done. I'm like, John, what have you done? What have you done all throughout your career to get things done? Not a dang thing. Uh, Senator John Kennedy was just on Fox News, and, and I totally agree with him. Walk the walk is what he said. John Kerry is doing anything but that. And why, you know, why he says it's um the Fox News reports, it's unclear how Kerry has been offsetting his carbon output as he claimed, but fight flight logs indicated that his family's private jet spent over 20 hours in the air over the past year and i'm like it's unclear because it doesn't exist man-made climate change is a complete and utter lie you know what if it was really a thing right wouldn't democrats actually believe that they should walk the walk but they don't all right so now let's keep going down the administration we'll get to the uh keep going through the levels of democrats here let's get to circle back jen saki so today blatantly lying to the american people in the news media the headline in the daily caller jen saki denies that lowering relief payments from two thousand dollars to fourteen hundred dollars is a broken promise jen saki jen circle back saki denied during the white house briefing that it was a broken promise and this is what she said so soon soon min kim washington post reporter was asking about the amount of payments and how it differs from when joe biden was on the campaign trail in georgia during the georgia runoffs president biden campaigned specifically on two thousand dollar stimulus checks obviously as we've discussed the payment is fourteen hundred dollars there doesn't seem to be an active discussion on actually raising that amount so is that a broken promise to voters who may have been expecting two thousand dollar checks if democrats won and would the administration be open to raising that amount well jen saki responded and said well you're right that the president is very focused on ensuring millions of americans receive those checks and that pivotal relief at this point in time but hold on now there were six hundred dollar payments as you know in the 900 billion dollar package that passed in december well wait a minute joe biden was saying he wants two thousand dollars wasn't saying it was 600 now plus this additional 1400 uh adding up to two thousand 
he specifically said i want two thousand dollars so now saki is spinning this she says as you know 600 then she goes this is 1400 together that's 2000 doesn't work that way jen blatantly lying circle back on your math she says so it would be delivering on the promise he made it's not it's a lie on top of that jen saki called uh this year's tokyo olympics the beijing olympics wasn't in her notes there's just there's too much about covid oh it's it's oh it's it's in here somewhere joke also on top of that was saying um that uh a reporter asked right you describe biden as a devout catholic will he use his faith to guide him in any policy decision making and i'm like well for what for forcing americans to fund abortion and then she says he does attend church nearly every weekend all right well how can you be a catholic and be pro-abortion i honestly though how probably you gotta live a lie which is what jen saki and joe biden both do now on top of that remember um yesterday saki was talking about um space force it's the plane of today mocking it right well in the blaze today headline white house press secretary saki issues quasi-apology after seeming to mock the space force she tweeted yesterday night we look forward to the continuing work of space force and invite the members of the team to come visit us in the briefing room anytime to share an update on their important work now jen saki remember she didn't know who their point of contact is at the at uh space force so i i've had an i've honestly had enough of her already but anyway we got to keep going though because now we'll get to the house where we find our dear friend aoc who uh oh might be caught in a lie now two days ago she tweeted my story isn't the only story nor is it the central story of what happened on january 6th it is just one story of many of those whose lives were endangered at the capitol by lies threats and violence fanned by the cowardice of the media oh no she said the cowardice of people who chose personal gain above democracy so she told this story and katie porter's involved with it well uh, she's a congresswoman from california uh she was saying that she and aoc hid in her office she said i'm a mom i'm calm i have everything we need we can live for a, like a month in this office and she said i hope to i hope i get to be a mom i hope i don't die today aoc said no wait a minute and on top of that she was telling her instagram followers that the writers came and said where is she where is she well hold on now because in red state today here's the headline aoc wasn't even in the capitol building during her near-death experience Nick Arama writing, we've reported various aspects of the account of AOC of what happened to her on January 6th, but there are some very critical facts that have been missing from her story that I wanted to talk about. The story, as it was initially related, uh, related by AOC, suggesting that she was about to be assassinated by rioters in her office and video that has been viewed over 6 million times, 
as it turns out, uh, the Red State reported that AOC said in her Instagram that the person who came to her office was a Capitol Police officer, but she denigrated the officer who came to help, claiming he didn't feel right and that he was looking at her in all of this anger and hostility. Her staffer reportedly wondered if he would have to fight the officer and suggested that he might have put them in a vulnerable position. So basically, this story is about hyping the danger to the members and trying to say people still have to fear those inconsiderate, uncaring police, even when they're trying to help you. Now he says a few important things to note though that seem to have been left out of the whole story. AOC wasn't even in the Capitol while all the action was going down. If she was in her office, she was in the Cannon Building, which is nearby, but in a different building. But of course, many didn't get the logistics and just assumed that she was in the Capitol Building. According to Nancy May, Congresswoman from South Carolina, who has an office in the same hall as AOC, two doors down, said there were never any rioters in the hall. Nancy May's tweet, this is from yesterday, quote, AOC made clear she didn't know who was at her door. Breathless attempts by media to fan fictionist uh, news flames are dangerous. My office is two doors down. Insurrectionists never stormed the hallway. Egregious doesn't even begin to cover it. Is there nothing the mainstream media won't politicize? So her near-death experience was an overreaction to a Capitol Police officer knocking on her door to direct her to another building, the Longworth Building, where the, she then stayed in the office of Representative Katie Porter. Instead of thanking the officer, though, she paints him as somehow a possible danger of which to be afraid. Goes right along with the left's uh, rhetoric all throughout the summer about police. The Capitol Police were likely trying to evacuate the building quickly. It's possible the officer was focused on getting people out quickly, so likely they didn't have time for all the niceties. Now, Jack Posobiec, he's a One American News reporter, tweeted that. AOC tweeted back. This is the latest manipulative take on the right. They are manipulating the fact that most people don't know the layout, the, the layout of the co uh, Capitol complex. Don't know the layout of the Capitol complex. That's her own tweet. That's, you know, wrong. Anyway, we were all on the Capitol complex. The attack wasn't just on the dome. The bombs Trump supporters planted surrounded our offices too. And Jack lays out a map of where AOC's office is and how far away it is from the U.S. Capitol. Then, she, then that really got her fired up. This isn't a fact check at all. Your arrows aren't accurate. They lie about where the mob stormed and placed them further away than it was. You also fail to convey multiple areas people were trying to storm. It wasn't one. You also failed to show tunnels. Poor job all around. And I love that he uh, pushed back on her again and again and again. And finally got it to the point where Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett was trending on the Twitter box today. Obviously a reference to uh, 
uh, Jesse Smollett and his t making up the story that Trump, oh my God, Trump supporters in MAGA hats in downtown Chicago beat me up. Unbelievable. Uh, Candace Owens chimed in as well, another conservative commentator. On a day in which Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett is trending, please never forget the time that AOC staged a photo shoot dressed in white at a parking lot to spread lies about immigrant children in cages. Faking her own attempted murder was the next logical step. In an empty parking lot, AOC staged the photo shoot in front of an empty parking lot. She says she saw no children in cages despite her treats her tweets, excuse me, to the contrary. Um, this guy Walter Schaub trying to fire back on um Candace Owen made a fool out of himself. Candace Owen's also just tweeting, also, why did you wear all white? Why was she crying when she saw nothing but a fence? Staged protests with photographers and coordinated outfits. Oh, excuse me. Again, I can never get the phone right. Um, she was also saying when AOC was saying um, that this latest manipulative lie was uh, just by the right, uh, Owens responding and saying, listen, this is a dangerous lie. Twitter should remove it. There were absolutely zero bombs planted by Trump supporters. Pipe bombs were planted outside of both Republican and Democratic headquarters the night before Trump's speech, and the FBI has no idea who planted them. So to me, it looks like all of this is unraveling right in front of AOC's eyes, that she is caught in a blatant lie to the American people. Uh, let's stick with the House for a second before we get to Bernie Sanders uh, and the Democrats in the Senate, what they're doing. So the Republicans just took a vote in the House to remove Liz Cheney from her leadership position. And the vote, now this was a, this was a secret ballot. Okay, weird. So Liz Cheney, the vote was um, 145 Republicans voting against the resolution calling for Cheney to step down. 61 voted for it though. And one person voted present in a secret ballot. What? Okay, what? Um, Alex Bruce Witz, I can barely pronounce the name, but a sort of conservative commentator, saying, now it's up to the great people of Wyoming that will have to remove Rhino Liz Cheney from Congress for good in 2022. Now, on top of this as well, there's another House vote, and this is going to come tomorrow, uh, it's about Marjorie Taylor Greene, freshman congresswoman from Georgia. Kevin McCarthy, who's the House Minority Leader, met with her today and said, listen, there, you know, uh, uh, this resolution uh, that they want to get Greene uh, off of the Foreign Affairs uh, Committee and uh, the Homeland Security Committee um, is basically, he said, you know, in the end, this, resolu this resolution just continues to distract Congress especially given the limited time that Pelosi and the Democrat leadership want the House to debate and work on what it needs to focus on. Getting Americans back to work, it seems like COVID relief is just gone at this point in time. Uh, but anyway, so McCarthy defended Green saying denouncing QAnon. Uh, I don't know if I say it right. I don't even know what it is. He says, um, but anyway, I, you know, he says, I feel that Green is important and basically... This vote that they're going to take tomorrow shouldn't be a thing. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene apologized to the GOP colleagues, and it says in The Hill, 
reporting that she got a standing ovation for it. Um, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, not too long ago, uh, actually just tweeted that she's received over $175,000. Says, thank you to every single American first patriot who donated to protect my congressional seat from the Democrat mob. Nancy Pelosi in response to that, right? Saying that McCarthy's cowardly refusal to deal with Green breaks with calls from Senate Minority Leader McConnell, Representative Adam Kinzinger, and the Republican Jewish Coalition, and several prominent members of the party to take action. As number two, Senate Republican John Thune warned Tuesday, McCarthy has chosen to make House Republicans the party of conspiracy theories and QAnon. And she says uh, that the Democrats will, uh, this is in uh, uh, CNN actually, and it, it basically known, House to vote to remove Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from committee role. So there you go again. What are the Democrats all about? Censoring, silencing conservatives because they're not comfortable with their own belief. Marjorie Taylor Greene is so wrong in her beliefs, then she's going to get voted out by her constituents. Hasn't She won by like 70% of the vote. So clearly she's doing something right. And the people in Georgia, I believe it's 6th uh, sixth district, sixth district of Georgia, obviously like her. Um, in the Senate, Bernie's handing out cash like it's nothing. Senate Budget Committee Chairman should scare everyone. Sanders, I know sometimes we get consumed by numbers. It's going to be 2.1 trillion, 1.9 trillion, 1.7 trillion. That is not the issue. That's not the issue. Jeez almighty, Bernie. How much money are you going to give out? Uh, New York State, Governor Andrew Cuomo, seven New York, uh, we'll go to, uh, let me get back to my uh, uh, path, I guess we'll call it here. Let's go to New York now. Seven New York Congress members, led by Representative Elise Stefanik, have asked the DOJ to subpoena Cuomo and his secretary over their cover-up of nursing home-related COVID deaths. Lance Gooden, congressman from Texas, writing today, Andrew Cuomo's New York City lockdowns weren't about science. Indoor dining ban announced on December 11th, 40.2 COVID-19 cases per 100,000. Reopening plan announced on January 29th, 66.1 COVID cases per 100,000. All about politics. And the Cuomo Health Department, by the way, illegally withheld COVID nursing home death toll. That was from a judge today. Um, the acting Albany Supreme Court Justice Kimberly O'Connor blasting the Department of Health for repeatedly telling the Empire State for public policy that it is unable to respond to the Freedom of Information Law request since it was filed six months ago. On top of that, uh, National Review writes a piece today, which I believe is fantastic. Andrew Cuomo was a villain all along. Deep dive into the AG uh, Letitia James, this COVID report reveals disturbing truths about the celebrity governor's pandemic deception. Uh, she ends the piece by saying, listen, the pandemic made fools out of many of us, scientific and medical experts, media and politicians. But that failure itself is not enough to indict Cuomo. But his persistence in trying to lie about the facts of the COVID pandemic, and even worse, his trying to make himself some exalted national hero or beacon of science to emulate, make him one of the great villains of this episode. 
in American history. To fail is human, but to lie about it when tens of thousands of your fellow citizens died from the illness is a level of moral depravity and social disregard that this country should not stand for. While we're on the topic, why don't we just finish internationally with Democrats all throughout. Umar Hake, Umar Hake, however it's pronounced, he's a London-based activist, director of the Havas Media Lab, blogs in the Harvard Business Review, tweeting today, F off already, white people. You enslaved and murdered whole continents. You have yet to make any amends, and even the good ones among, um, uh, even the good among, even the good ones among pretend that's okay. We are still living in that world, and it makes the rest of us so so sick and weary and disgusted with you, white people. Well, if you ask me, he wins scumbag of the day for being a complete and utter racist. But with this list that we've just gone through of the Democrats in today's society, I mean, my goodness gracious, there's a lot of them, a lot of scumbags out in this world today. And a lot of them are in the Democrat Party.